You're listening to Once, episode 158, Whiteout, Initial Reactions. Welcome back to another episode of Once, the unofficial podcast for ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. And we're happy to have you joining us. Pull up a chair, grab some ice cream with us because we've got some (laughs) cool things to discuss. These, before we get into it. Yeah. These are just our initial reactions. So we're going to be a bit all over the place with our ideas. We won't even have Mm -hmm. things completely thought out. Like I might make the mistake of calling Yen said Merlin again. But I don't think you'll make that one again. That's what your feedback is for. And I'll tell you how you can send your feedback for our full discussion podcast in a little bit. But now, Jeremy, what's your reaction? Okay, this wasn't my initial reaction, but this is my initial reaction now. You know how when we have finale and premiere parties, we have to pick show themed food. Ice cream is now officially (laughs) a once upon a time food. I want to look at what the ice cream flavors were on the wall. And on the labels, because there is an ice cream shop in Storybrooke that has a bunch of flavors designed for characters in Once Upon a Time. that's true. We've seen this before and we've heard about it in previous extras related to Once Upon a Time on the DVDs and such. And so I wonder if they filmed it actually in that ice cream shop. I want to go back and relook at some of those things to see. But the the lady that makes the ice cream has like Henry's favorite and the Rumpelstiltskin flavors and different things like that. So I wonder if it was same place and if maybe some of those flavors appeared in this episode. Now, do you think there is in the basement of this ice cream shop a CIA installation? Maybe a bowling alley. Oh, or that. Or a bowling alley. The other thing, by the way, speaking of extras, I was a little surprised tonight... When we just watched this episode to learn that there's a deleted scene and that deleted scene is going to be available on Good Morning America the following day. Tomorrow, yep. Yeah, so by the time you're listening to this, though, it might already and probably is already available on YouTube. It's going to be there somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. You know, that's how people do. But let's talk about that lady, ice cream lady. Ice cream lady. The whole point of the entire episode. <laughs> <laughs> Just to get us to that Build point. up to Elizabeth Mitchell's entrance. Yeah. And she was Juliet from Lost. So that's, Correct. that's not a spoiler just to tell you who she was. It was her name. So we know that Elsa thinks she's the only one with this magical ability. And then we see this woman who can freeze stuff and she makes ice cream for a living, very fitting Mm -hmm. based on her magic. I think she could be one of two people or both of these two people. Oh, oh, okay. And, And we've talked about this, theorized about this in the actual podcast before. One is Elsa's mother. And we're going with that one because she's not, you know, like, um, princess Leia. Right. (laughs) (laughs) They, they are both blonde, and they do kind of look alike. The other... Oh, that wasn't your other one? No. The <laughs> other is, maybe she is the actual Snow Queen, and so therefore she might be the villain of this season. The villain. Considering that Elizabeth Mitchell is was a, a major part 
of Lost. She's not probably going to be just a throwaway character joining Once Upon a Time. I think they're bringing her on in this episode is going to give us a new story arc that she will be the villain of this season, not Elsa. I was very happy that pretty much from the moment Emma met Elsa, there wasn't this hero versus villain vibe. Yeah. Because that never was going to work even for a little while. It was understanding and maybe the start of a friendship. I'd say so. I mean, they're both blonde. <laughs> and they both have magic they haven't completely earned. They're out sisters. Control. Not really. So Elsa's sister, Anna, went to the Enchanted Forest and she was the one that trained David how to use a sword. Yeah. And I feel like that's not what we believed before. Well, we didn't really know because I remember talking about how David seemed to know his way with a sword. I guess we just assumed everyone did <laughs> to some degree, you know, oh, oh from his shepherding. Yeah. You know, we probably, that's probably, it probably went something like that. We and you, the listeners, can go back and listen to how our discussion went around that time. It looked like he even learned his trademark sword twirl thing from Anna. Is it, I thought. Is that a trademark or is that just a he sword does that. thing? He does it. Yeah, but so do time. other people. No, only he does it. Every oh, time okay. he has a sword, it's his little tradition that he always does this twirl thing with the sword and like <laughs> swings it around. Like, yeah, I, I picked that up from the girl that taught me to sword fight. Yeah. That's what he would say. And Bo Peep, of all characters. Weirdest character ever. <laughs> Weirder than Jabberwocky? And she's from just Once been Upon a Time like, in Wonderland? Like butchering meat in Storybrooke for, I guess she's just been laying low, even though she doesn't really like David. Oh, you're a hero in this land? At what? She, what, doesn't know who he is? She doesn't know who he was? That's confusing. No, she does know who he was, but I think she was just kind of rubbing it in that, oh, you're a hero now, are you? Yeah, but I don't know. I feel like she might have come for him at some other time with her little meat cleaver. Maybe maybe they were too busy running to or from other problems and she was just waiting her turn. Maybe she was going to be the villain in season seven. If they hadn't actually gotten to her first tonight. <laughs> I do not want to see a Bo Peep season. <laughs> <laughs> With <laughs> flying sheep. <laughs> but interesting way of bringing in the another fairy tale character. She cursed the town and a, and a, like a sheep's pen fence would go up around the entire perimeter of the town and keep them from leaving for yet another season. Yeah, the, the leaving thing. <laughs> yet again so it makes me wonder does that mean that if there weren't flying monkeys and there wasn't this ice wall that people could leave Storybrooke? i think i think that the next time the barrier came down if i were them i'd just yell road trip drop what i'm doing and head for that freaking border because something's gonna happen that's gonna keep you but then maybe you'd be afraid you wouldn't get back in because there is more often than not a barrier there yeah of one kind or another it's the rotating storyline that every season, there's some reason people can't leave Storybrooke. <laughs> At first, she was taking the wall down, and I thought, oh, good. They're not going to leave that there. Oh, oh, she can't take it down. It's another mystery barrier, and who's doing it? Yeah. What color is her hair this season? Snow Queen slash Elsa's mama. <laughs> Maybe. 
<laughs> yeah. I'm I'm gonna go with that she's both because we are both. <laughs> because we are both. Speaking of both, Mary Margaret is basically now the mayor. That's pretty cool. I that's think... Mama Mayor to you. <laughs> I think Baby High Five. Ve- Thanks. Very fitting uh, as well because yeah, she was the one to cast this curse. So that would make her the town leader. Sure, why not? It didn't really work that way. I think they need to elect the mayor. Well, Regina wasn't elected. So? That was built into their memories. That's This isn't built into their memory this time. But I think Regina does have a good point. Where that, did that whole power station come from? I don't know. And apparently it can generate its own power. They don't need to have a power line to the outside world. So there is one... Right. One little theory or point <laughs> that addresses what so many people have talked about that mm-hmm. we've just said, it's not important. Let's not try and bother with it. Like, like how, how do they, they get food right? and power? Well, now they, we know they can generate their right. own power. And to all of you who perhaps went to school and extensive training to work in these uh, electrical stations or possibly even power generation stations, um, I'm sure that you are fine with the fact that a woman who's never even seen the inside of one of these facilities before can go in, look at a manual in Japanese, which she can't read, and while holding a baby in one arm, do your job. All of you. She can replace all of you. She can get that place running again without magic. Because she's Mama Mayor. She's Mama Mayor. Mary Margaret Mama Mayor. There's going to be a tongue twister from this somehow. <laughs> 4M. But I wonder if she's going to step into this role and become no. more of a leader in the town. Oh, I thought you meant run the electrical station. <laughs> like, I don't, Other role. I don't like, I just, I don't care. I don't want to see her do that. But that actually, you know, she puts on a hard hat every day and just goes to work. And she's just like, I mean, how random is that? She does have experience with blackouts. If you remember... Yeah. Season one. Yeah, that's true. Why didn't they sell some candles while the power was out? Yeah, they've... Oh, they sold them all out, though. Oh, right. That's right. And they mentioned Dr. Whale, and he actually would have been a good guy to run the power because he's (laughs) Dr. Frankenstein. Well, yeah. I don't know. I think he would have just put a big lightning rod on top. And the most experience Marco has with electricity is a taser that... (laughs) A magical taser or anti-magical taser that electrocuted his son when his son was completely wooden (laughs) before his son grew down yeah Mm -hmm. that's right speaking of electrocuting things we want to give special thanks to some people who light up the podcast for us keep the lights running on our server on the podcast on the media hosting on the forums so much we are very grateful for your contributions Specifically, thank you to Lisa Slack, Steve Johnson, David Newland, Laura Silva, and our backers on Patreon. We're up to $16.50 per episode over there. Thank you very much for your support. We really could not do this podcast without you. When it comes to stuff like hosting the website and running the powerful database that we need, our database is over three gigabytes because of the forums and all of the posts. And it when I moved it to a new server, they were a little bit nervous about it because it's so big <laughs> and indexing that with a search engine is a massive task. But 
We could not do this kind of stuff without you. So we really appreciate your financial support. Big thank you to Lisa, Steve, David, Laura, and all of our Patreon backers. If you want to be one of our contributors and kind of be like a co-producer with us and help keep the lights running for us, then please go to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor. You can donate a one-time donation, a per-episode donation, or an automatic monthly donation. All the choices are there at oncepodcast.com slash sponsor. And thank you for your support. So I really want to see, where is Anna? Mm -hmm. I thought she was in the necklace. I completely did, because there was that moment where Peep said she's somewhere safe or whatever she said and she just drops the necklace down and at that moment the actual Uh necklace in present day was sort of down in the crevice and i was like oh they're gonna have to get it back and then uh but then they'd have on a back already what if she is actually in the necklace because maybe she is rumple is the wizard that she went to see so maybe he did something to her maybe he locked her up in some kind of urn Mm -hmm. as well anna's brilliant she gets the name of Rumpelstiltskin on a piece of paper because the woman giving it doesn't like to say it out loud. And the first thing she does is read it out loud. She's new with magic She's a new. little bit. But one of the things that stood out to me that I forgot to mention in our last couple episodes about the season premiere is the necklace is broken in Storybrooke. It's broken. It has at least one of the little um, six parts that come out from the snowflake is broken from it and in all of the old footage or not old footage in all of the past (laughs) stuff you see that the necklace is fully one piece it's all there but today it's broken so i thought in this episode we would see it broken Hmm. but something is yet to come that breaks that necklace and it may be something significant maybe some kind of battle we know anna's alive of course she's going to be alive but uh I don't know where to go with that. It, crazy that she went to see David. Is it? So Kristoff gets a haircut, but David <laughs> gets the opposite of well, a haircut. Well, Kristoff, they're friends. They share. Yeah. Kristoff gave his hair to David. Uh, they're, it's kind of a... Locks of love. Mm-hmm. So why is it crazy? Well, David is a shepherd. Mm-hmm. And how would he know someone from another land like that? Well... Unless maybe he's Christoph. bought ice from Kristoff. <laughs> maybe. Or maybe Kristoff's been to the Enchanted Forest. Yeah. Somehow they know each other. David sounded like he expected to be at the wedding. So apparently, clearly travel is possible. They're doing it. It's not like a different realm. Uh, and yeah, when you know someone in a faraway place, like one person and someone you know who is near you is going there and they don't know anybody, you usually send them to the person you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And it was so great to see David's mother again. That was. Because it's been so long since we saw her. She was a highlight of the episode. Yeah. As is Elizabeth Mitchell always. (laughs) (laughs) Even though we just saw that little bit. That single moment. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Uh, I thought Anna's character was developing a little better this week. Yeah. She has the quirkiness, but she's a little bit more of a... She was more of a real character this time i I felt like in general this episode felt a lot more like once upon a time episodes not quite in the big mystery and drama and constant action of course not not this early in the season but i did feel like they're telling a story here and telling it 
pretty well developing characters here and not not as much forcing Frozen into Once Upon a Time with this episode. I right. felt that way. I, the, I felt that way last week as well, but it was a little bit more like the Frozen sequel last week, which right. was fine. Yeah. Although, you say that, but we barely saw Regina. We saw Snow a little bit. She she made up for lost time with her lines. And we barely saw Gold slash Rumple mm-hmm. or Belle. I'm assuming many of those people will be featured heavily next week. <laughs> Probably. Seems to be how it goes. Yeah, Gold knows something and he's not telling. He always telling. knows something. Yeah, he does. Timeline-wise, by the way, this would place this episode probably a few years before most of the events that we know of in the Enchanted Forest because David has such long hair. This is before he meets Snow, before that whole arrangement where he becomes the prince, Mm -hmm. before all of that. So I would put this probably three, two or three years before the rest. That's my guess. Sure. I just place it in the period of time where David... Lived on the farm and had long hair. Yeah. I'm not sure. That would be a timeline spot. By the way, shout out to Keb, who manages our timeline over at oncepodcast.com slash timeline. If you haven't checked it out, she's working really hard to keep it up to date, but there's so much information to put on it. And it's a big timeline now where it's actually putting together a chronological order of the events that we understand, mostly from Enchanted Forest. So if you're ever confused about, wait, where does this fit in with things? We've looked very closely at certain details. Keb has looked even closer at them. She was doing such a great job maintaining a timeline that I invited her to maintain our timeline, and she does a fabulous job with it. So go over there to oncepodcast.com slash timeline. Yes, you may disagree with some of the things. That's fine. But check it out. Check out Keb's awesome work over there and say something (laughs) nice to her. (laughs) It's interesting bringing up the timeline because there's always this awkward curse gap that has to be traversed. So Anna, presumably, I mean, being an enchanted forest, she could be preserved through any number of means. Elsa was, again, presumably preserved because she was in the urn. Well, she traveled through time, so we don't have to worry about that with her. Right. <laughs> uh, but then that leaves the question of Kristoff, if nobody else. Is he is he in Storybrooke? Is he somewhere else? Is he was he in Arendelle and frozen in time the way people left behind in Enchanted Forest were? Questions. Yeah, I don't know, because it would be Was he there the first time? Was he there in this curse? What's what's his deal? Is he out of the story in present day? Which no, he's not. I'm <laughs> I think it's safe to say that would be weird. And did Anna and Kristoff ever get married? Well, I'm assuming no. Well, we we don't know that for sure. Well, that would require that she came back, got married, Mm -hmm. lived happily for a little while, and then went back to the Enchanted Forest and disappeared again. Not necessarily. Mm. Although she, something probably does happen in the Enchanted Forest, because how else would Elsa get to the Enchanted Forest to be captured and bottled up by Rumple. That's why I've been making the assumption that she never returned. Okay. Yeah. That does make sense. There could be many ways that could go with this. 
We do want your feedback for our upcoming full discussion of this episode. We do the podcast live on Sunday nights at 9.15 Eastern Time over at oncepodcast.com slash live. That's where we have a live chat during the Eastern and Central Time airing of the show and then our initial reactions afterward. And then on Wednesdays at 8 p.m., we do our live full discussion and include your feedback in that. So if you want your theories and observations to be included, please email them to us feedback at oncepodcast.com and put in the subject line of the email white out that's the title of this episode you don't put white out on your screen (laughs) write the words white out in your subject line you can also call and leave a voicemail at 903-231-2221 or send a voice message right through the website at oncepodcast.com and we'd love for you to join us during our live episodes and if you're ever unsure about when we're live Just go to oncepodcast.com slash live and you can find out if there's a heartbeat there, even if you can't (laughs) find us through the crook of Bo Peep's staff. (laughs) Mm. Add to the list of things you never thought you'd say. (laughs) But things that I feel like I want to say again in the future. We're also going to try a bit of a different format for our a couple episodes of the podcast. Instead of going scene by scene... We want to highlight, well, the highlights. We want to focus on some of the major themes in each episode. So that way we're giving more time to what really needs more discussion, less time to some of the trivial things that are just a minor observation. We'll still try to notice those things, but we want to highlight those main discussion points a lot more. So we'll be picking those ourselves and also looking for what really stands out to you. If you send us a long email, here's a really good way that you can help us out is break that email up with headings so we know Mm -hmm. what each section of your long email is because you're really smart. You send some excellent feedback. You know you wrote an article, so break it down for us. (laughs) Yes. Subheadings really help us a lot and they also help corbin who helps filter our email for us as well so we're really excited about getting to hear from you including your feedback and discussing this episode in much more detail with hunter jacqueline and aaron in our upcoming full discussion and including your feedback as well so once again email it to feedback at oncepodcast.com or call and leave a voicemail at 903-231- Two 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 one, or go to the website oncepodcast.com. You can also connect with us on Twitter at oncepodcast and connect with each of us individually. I'm Daniel J. Lewis on Twitter at the ramen noodle. I'm Jeremy Laughlin on Twitter at Fleegon. That's P-H-L-E-G-O-N. And comment on the show notes for this episode at oncepodcast.com slash 158. And until we're together, no one leaves this town. And thanks for listening. Once Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Big thanks to our sponsors for this episode of Once Podcast. If you'd like to be one of them and contribute, even if it's just a single one-time donation, check out all of the options you have over at oncepodcast.com slash sponsor, or even if you can't contribute financially, consider writing a nice review for us on iTunes or Stitcher. And thank you for your support.